You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. August 1st, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We've got a great show for you today. Going to be joined momentarily by the Dean, Bill Curlick and Mark Porter. First, got to tell you about our sponsor, Manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. I'm sure you've already heard of it. The elite male grooming company out there. I have to say, this may be a much more popular dad. We have been given some product from Manscaped, and I found out that my son was saving up money to get him some Manscaped. So we are going to have a real-life user, and my son report back to us on how Manscaped works. It's for your nether regions. They send a very impressive package of an electronic trimmer, etc. There's some great creams in there. These people have thought of everything. Um, they are becoming the standard in this business. I had a the good chance of going and seeing some college buddies this past weekend brought up the idea that Manscaped was going to be working with us and found out that multiple dudes are already clients and enjoying it. So manscaped.com. And of course we would not do these ads if there was not a benefit for you bucknutters go to manscaped.com, put in the code bucknuts and you get 20% off and free shipping. Okay. So look at this right here. Look at this. Go across the bottom here real quick. Manscaped.com. Free shipping. 20% off. Now let's get rolling. I bring in Bill Curlick. I bring in Mark Porter. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. It was quite an eventful week for the Buckeyes. You can make the argument they added the top player in two classes in about a 24 to 48-hour stretch there. Very impressive. One surprising uh, one enjoyable, I don't know if you call it surprising, maybe there was a, a roller coaster of emotions there, but we're going to start with Aaron Scott, Bill. You were there. Um, it was quite a production. Uh, some people have said you put hazy pictures up there of his commitment. <laughs> oh, it was not hazy pictures. There was smoke in the air. There was a, cl- there was a cloud machine. I don't know what it was, but it was very cool. And I have to admit, I did get a little heart palpitation uh, when he went for the third bag. But, of course, um, I was spying the fact that his dad had a little white T-shirt underneath there, and I couldn't imagine any Michigan white T-shirt, so I was hopeful. And it worked out. Aaron Scott's a Buckeye Bill, our long 
I don't want to say national nightmare, but long national roller coaster ride is over. Your thoughts on the whole experience and uh, just what it's like to add Aaron Scott to the fold now and not have to worry about it. Well, as you said, Dan, it was an experience um, uh, complete with uh, bags for each school, hats for each school, uh, smoke. Um, it, it was an experience. And uh, as I mentioned on Bucknuts yesterday morning, that was uh, the idea of Aaron's mom. She wanted to do something different, not just the hat game. And, and it was different. It was it was entertaining. It was unique. Um, Aaron was one of the, uh, you know, if you weren't there, you missed an experience, I guess. Um, Aaron was one of the very first guys that, um, I crystal ball to I say that was a long time ago. Uh, I don't know, a year ago or something that I crystal balled him to Ohio state at no point did I ever really consider changing that pick and don't change picks that often anyhow, but I just always felt Aaron was going to go to Ohio State, and that's exactly what he did. Um, it, it's absolutely huge for Ohio State. They want to—they've—they've they've really built the borders around the state of Ohio um, since Ryan Day has been in charge, and you know, they—they they just continued that. Uh, the one guy they—they they missed on was Jordan Marshall, but uh, they've done a great job at running back recruiting with James Peoples. Um, uh, an even higher rated running back, um, of course, Sam Williams Dixon and then Jordan Lyle from, from Florida. So they've done great there, but, uh, Aaron Scott, certainly, um, huge addition. Now they have great corners on each side in this class in the outside corners of, of Aaron Scott and Bryce West. They are outside corners. They've got the inside nickel corner in miles Lockhart. So it's a tremendous trio. Kudos to Tim Walton, Mark Fantoni, Ryan Day, and the staff. Mark, it's funny. When we got started out doing this with you, Lo, several years ago, I know you were hesitant to do big-time comparisons. And then the issue with Ohio State is they are recruiting the earth and elsewhere, and they're the best prep players. They're literally the best – best, good Lord – the best prep football players on the earth. So hyperbole is going to get in here. So yesterday, we uh, released our Aaron Scott commitment evaluation. We had a ton of stuff on him and had to do another one. But the comparison that came up was Jalen Ramsey. So for HaHa's, I went and watched his tape again. I'll tell you what, when Aaron Scott gets an interception, he looks like CeeDee Lamb running down the field where it's just one plant and go. He has the angle and it's. Man, that is an impressive guy with the ball in his hands, and he doesn't see the ball very often. Talk about maybe when you did the video yesterday, kind of those uh, feelings that came back about how good of a player Scott is. Yeah, there's a couple things. We hate throwing out the Marshawn Lattimore, Jalen Ramsey comparisons, but those type of players come from Ohio State. So I guess when I really think about it, I shouldn't maybe shy away from those comparisons because one day one of these kids is going to be the next – so-and-so, you know, and but I just hate, always hated the feeling of putting that type of pressure on a high school kid or doing that to the Bucknuts fan base. Like, oh, every time Porter does a video, it's the next, you know, big thing. It's the next, the best club, next Bo Jackson, the next whatever. So you got to be careful with those things. But when you talk about corners and they're 6'2", and I'll back up a step. When I went back to do my video, I'd done videos on uh, Aaron Scott in the past. 
and they all started off with an intro that said he's six foot 180 pounds and he was a five star when he was six foot 180 pounds uh i'm gonna tell those guys ranking that when they see him now they're gonna be pleasantly surprised to give him a six star like at six to 190 pounds it just doesn't look right standing out of defensive back. In fact, I said, I said this before, when I saw Springfield a few weeks ago, I was standing next to Mo Douglas and I said, who is that at corner over there? And he looked at me kind of like, what are you talking about? I'm like, who's that six, three corner over there? He goes, that's Aaron. And it didn't even look like him. It looked like they put like a long, tall receiver out there, you know, that may have been a, a junior or sophomore I hadn't seen yet or something else. That's how big of a difference it made in his presence out there. And, you know, when I, when people ask me about Bryce West and Aaron Scott, that's all we've been talking about. I've always had them as true equals, both guys about six foot, both guys really thick, well built, jump, hit, all that stuff. Mark, I can't tell them apart. You, you switch their uniforms. You can't tell them apart. Now you can. I mean, Aaron Scott, if, if all things are equal, he's got the more upside because he's got the, the bigger body right now. Uh, now they have to go to college and, you know, let it all come to fruition. But, you know, watching his tape, you know, for the hundredth time, no one throws his way. Tough to get highlights. Tough to really, like, sell how good he is. Uh, I asked him at the last 7-on-7, seven seven, hey, can you play a little receiver today? Give uh, give me something to watch. Give me something to get a little excited for you because, yeah, and everyone in the world knows who he is, every coach, every player, and they don't mess with him. So hopefully that continues at Ohio State. You know, hopefully other teams will respect him. but. Bill nailed it. The Ohio State just landed three big pieces on defense, and they all fit a different role, both outside corners, middle. They may even bring in another corner, but this class will be remembered for these two corners coming in. Well, he's so smooth, man. When you uh, watch all the stuff on him and find out that he entered high school really wanting to be the next Lamar Jackson, and his coach was like, you're better off switching to corner. Um it's not when you go to recruit a baseball team, you know, recruit baseball players in high school, you're only recruiting shortstops, pitchers, and center fielders, right? Because they put everyone at those spots. Uh, Got to give credit to the Scott family for, you know, kind of looking out into the future and realizing, well, he has cornered the market on just being the complete package as a cornerback. I'm not sure I've seen – look, we can compare him to any – in just terms of being the total package – I'm not sure they've had a corner with that total package that I can remember. So, so to your point, I, I did some searching. I searched all the Ohio State corners. I didn't find any that were 6'2". You know, mm -hmm. Gary on Conley, maybe a few others had some height to them, but they weren't that big. And then so I go to the NFL to search for corners over 6'2". And you get a lot of names you've never heard of, and you get some freaks that are 6'3", 6'4", that run 40 times, but – at some point, they're too tall, and they don't bend and turn and come out of breaks. Uh, I did notice that the Dallas Cowboys have two corners that are 6'4". Never heard of either one of them. Maybe you can enlighten us to how they are over there, but yeah, it, 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 just, it just wasn't something that was common. It was more of a uh, one-trick pony. We have one corner that's this tall, so we can match them up, but it's not like we live and die with tall corners. So you're right. This is a unique – I don't want to say unicorn, but uh, a unique player at this position. One of them is Israel Mukuamu, who has already been moved to safety. And the other is Nashon Wright, who's about six foot five and actually had an interception in training camp yesterday, but has yet to really find a place on a field. And like you said, it's very difficult to get it done at that height. You're really kind of a, an outlier. Um, 
but uh, we shall see. As if that wasn't enough, Bill, I, I uh, had to be out of town this weekend, and I looked. Chris Henry joined the fold. Chris Henry is one heck of an athlete. Um, I searched for Chris Henry pictures on our mainframe and got pictures of him in the basketball state tournament as a freshman, which is unbelievable. But we all know Chris Henry. If he's not the top Ohioan in the class of 2026, there will be others. I mean, good Lord. I don't know who would be. Maybe Sam Greer. We'll see. But he took it. Uh, he ended it early, Bill. He's class of 2026. He would have had offers and probably you know, Georgia, Alabama. This is a guy who could choose his spot. Pac-Man Jones gave him the clearance, and that allowed Bill to bring it out of him in a crowd. Bill, tell us how you managed to unearth a commitment announcement from Chris Henry when all he was doing was going from place to place. <laughs> that, that was another unique experience. So um, Ohio State is having their summer fest. It was in the uh, Woody Hayes facility because of the weather, the heat, rain, and all that. Uh, so they moved it from Ohio Stadium indoors to the Woody Hayes facility. So uh, uh, it ended somewhere around 7 o'clock on Friday night, and there was a lot of Ohio State uh, media reporters covering that event. Uh, so we're all standing outside the Woody Hayes facility, and a few players had trickled out, but uh, out, out comes, um, we're all standing there, and out comes Chris Henry, as well as Pac-Man Jones, um, who is his, uh, with him, and another person. And uh, Brian Hartline was there as well, and they all were walking by. And I've gotten to know Chris pretty well. Uh, I've seen him so many times in seven on sevens this spring, and so on and so forth, and got to know him pretty well. So he's walking by, and he uh, kind of comes up to me and you know says hello, Bill, and shakes my hand and everything. And I didn't want to bother him because uh, you know he's he's uh, with Coach Hartline and all. And I just I I said. Uh, uh, you know, hi, Chris, and all. And I said, you know, can, can we talk to you? Can I talk, talk to you or whatever? And uh, he kind of catches up then with uh, Pac-Man Jones and Coach Hartline. And he says, I'll, I'll go ask him. And he goes and asks them. And he walks back to me. And he says, yeah, I can talk to you now, Bill. And uh, so I, I said, great. You know, I start doing an interview with him. And um, then the other uh, people covering Ohio State kind of joined in uh started recording him and all and chris and i were talking and then um um i asked him the question i said i i know chris the, the answer to this because we've talked about it so many times in the recent uh weeks and months but let's go ahead and talk about your your timeline uh for when you're going to announce and he kind of said well you know kind of acted like maybe that's changed a little bit and i'm starting to think this guy is either just committed or he's about to commit. So then in the background, you hear uh, Pac-Man Jones yelling, all right, Chris, it's up to you. If you want to tell him, go ahead. It's all up to you. And Chris starts smiling and uh, he says, well, uh, I've committed. Basically, he says, I've committed to Ohio State. And uh, I think, uh, well, I know that the, the Nobody was expecting that announcement right at that minute. So it was uh, it, it was another unique situation where uh, 
maybe the best wide receiver to come out of Ohio in a long, long time, all of a sudden just drops his commitment on that he, he is a Buckeye. So, you know, huge, absolutely. I can't, I cannot overestimate how important getting Chris Henry is. I mean, he, just a tremendous player. It's uh, that's why you have the Dean people. When you ever worry about making your subscription to Bucknuts, and you know you got these two guys on there, you know you're going to be covered. Here comes the second half of that uh, promise, Mark. You have a commitment evaluation. It's crazy to even say that about a 26 kid. As I went to say that, uh, coming later on today on Chris Henry. So yesterday it was Jalen Ramsey, and today I will only be happy if you compare him to Randy Moss. Go ahead. You know it, and uh, and I said that going back a year. He looks like a baby Randy Moss, and I was careful before I said it, but he is a twitchy guy, and that's what Randy Moss was. When when you go watch Randy Moss clips, and I've gone back enough to go watch him, and actually I watched him in college at Marshall when I was at Kent. He played at Kent State the year after I was done, and he just he is so fast for a tall guy, and there's a lot of tall guys that just don't have twitch. They have long speed, they have build-up speed, but they don't get in and out of breaks. Uh, what's really unique, and I, I'm trying to think here, I think going back maybe 10 years, there was a receiver out of Shaw. Was it Tyrone Williams? Do I have yes. the right name? 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and everybody got excited about him because he was so big and long, and he was Moss and everybody in high school. We never said he was Randy Moss. you know, And, and it, it, he was more of a DK Metcalf hopeful if you ever got bigger and stronger, where DK Metcalf isn't Randy Moss, okay? Randy Moss was a unique sprinter. I mean, he, I mean, uh, Dan knows he scored three touchdowns against the Cowboys on three catches for like 180 yards on Thanksgiving or something. I think that was the craziest stat line I've ever, yeah, Bill, uh, you know it. So when we bring out Randy Moss comparisons to this kid. I'm like, okay, you just don't do it with every 6'5 receiver calling Randy Moss, but this kid has the Randy Moss traits. Now, uh, my history with him is he was at West Claremont uh, freshman year, okay? And if you know anything about them, they're a run-first offense, triple-option offense. So I stood there one night like Bill where where Pac-Man was on the sidelines, and they ran the ball every play, and I think they threw him two or three balls, a couple of hitch routes, maybe one go, but – it was a quiet, boring night, and it's like, yeah, I know he's a freshman, but he could probably run by anybody he wants to. You throw it up to him. And I think going over to Withrow, he's now in a situation with the quarterback from Moeller coming to Withrow where you're going to see the, the fireworks on display here with him. Uh, so when you see the breakdown, uh, only a few catches from Withrow that night, or I'm mean, sorry, from uh, West Claremont. It looks like, oh, okay, not much here. But as you see him in some seven-on-sevens when we saw him do his high school workouts – and then Ohio State, geez, oh, man, he, he ran down the field on people making plays where he's going to live up to the hype we're going to give him the same way Aaron Scott should. So I don't mind giving him that, you know, little Randy Moss thing. But And I'm sure others see that, too. I'm not the only one to see it. I'm not saying I'm the only genius that can, you know, see the future on this kid. But so young, so talented, to think that we're going to cover him for three more years before he gets to Ohio State, oh, my. I mean, the, the, the amount of training that he'll be going through between now and then to get faster, bigger, stronger. Um, I almost want to take the, what I'm saying right now, and I want to play it back in two years compared to what I'm saying then because there will be a big difference. You know, as you say that, 
I wonder if he ends up reclassifying in some way, just because he's so good. I mean, I don't even, I don't know how old he is off the top of my head, but just you saying the idea of him being in high school for three more years, it almost just seems unfair. Yeah. Up to him almost. You're going to bore the kid by his, his senior year, but we will see. Um, and as if you, as if you needed any more evidence that Brian Hartline is getting it done, uh, Pac-Man Jones knows a little bit about football, I think, and professional receivers and where to send his uh, guardianship to get the best possible chance at a future. And the fact that they just swallowed that up, this offer that early when they're that coveted and have that much knowledge just lets you know that, I mean, what Ohio State is doing at receiver right now is literally unprecedented, like unprecedented maybe at any position ever in the history of recruiting as we go through here with. Um, you know, and, and, you know, like we just said that Aaron Scott is an outlier to his position. You're looking for comparisons. What receiver in Ohio State's history is 6'5"? You know, I mean, I went back to Tyrone Williams, but I haven't nothing's popping up in my head right now. We've had some great 6'2", maybe 6'3", guys, but here's two commitments we're talking about on this show, and both are outlier in talent category. Now, let's see what happens, but, you know, Randy Moss and Jalen Ramsey enter your program as freshmen. You'll be okay. Hey, I have to, to – uh, with the mentioning of Randy Moss, I often get asked the question, who is the, the toughest – guy for you to cover um and one of the guys his name always comes up in my mind is randy moss that was a tough one i guess i'm showing my age a little bit here but uh <laughs> randy moss was not an easy guy to cover and that was back in the day where you didn't have twitter you didn't have cell phones and all that and uh randy did not like uh the media talking about recruiting and all that in those days and uh, there was one way to cover recruiting, pre pretty much see a person in person, a player in person, or call them on the rotary dial phone. And uh, uh, Randy did not like to answer the phone. Um, his mom answered it, and she didn't like to engage in the process either. She had the fastest hang up in the business. You would call and you would ask, is Randy there? Or at least I would. Is Randy there? And she would say, no click. <laughs> That's how fast the phone went back down to the uh the uh, thing, but uh, uh, Randy ended up, as we know, going elsewhere. Uh, Randy's older brother, Eric Moss, uh, went to Ohio State as a tight end, who was a very good prospect coming out of high school as well. And what I always found find funny is the guys that didn't talk a lot in high school, they often come back and be commentators and media people. Randy Moss yeah. would be one of them. I'm a, I'm a basketball guy. Bill Walton did not like uh, the media, all that, and he didn't talk much, and he later became a media guy. It's funny how that works. Yeah, I think people would be, yeah, people would be surprised, and I've covered the NFL for a little. People would be surprised who's actually a good dude and who's not when uh, it comes to the public. A lot yeah. of those guys will not answer questions and will line up to be the color commentator the day after they retire. So it's a little bit of yin-yang there. Mark, go ahead. At the, at the risk of a huge digression. How did Randy Moss pick Marshall over Ohio State? How did, I mean, was it a great thing? Was he, he academic? He didn't he have went, an Ohio State offer? Randy Moss, I believe he started at Notre Dame, never played. Okay. And then I believe he went to Florida State. And I don't know oh, if he there we go. played. Now, now it's coming back. I'm like, how did, 
How did that go that sideways where, yeah, Marshall was the last? Yeah, okay. Ohio State Sorry had to go off him. for him. They, they wanted, they wanted yeah. Randy Moss bad, just like everybody else in the country did. All right, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now that we're back, this gives me a chance to talk about our second sponsor of the day, and that's Caldera Labs. As you can see from these handsome fellas here, we are aging. We are aging, guys. And if you need to age a little better, Caldera Labs is where you want to go. 30 seconds in the morning, the cream. 30 seconds at night, like brushing your teeth, and you will look fantastic. Clearly, I have not started the process yet. I'm going to do this. And then as we go, you will see me age in reverse then we're going to go to Bill, and then we're going to go to Mark, and we're going to be talking about paparazzi and modeling as we do the other stuff, because look at this. I mean, if you were going to pick three faces to fix up, these are some handsome dudes right here. So Caldera Labs, and of course, uh, we wouldn't be saying it on here if you didn't get a deal here. I'll pull it up. Look at this. CalderaLab.com. Use code BUCKNUTS for 20% off. And you will get all the face creams and all the stuff you need. I'm going to actually start doing it here. We had Manscaped to start the show. My son's going to do that. I'm going to do Caldera Labs. And then we're just going to be too handsome to uh, speak of. Now let's take some questions. Uh, I know everyone would rather hear some more ads. But, you know, we'll do it this way. All right. We had a bunch of good ones. I want to go right to the top. All right. Bill. Mika Hanna, if not our best on recruiting, one of them. Bill, do we land Nigel Glover? And any updates on Edric Houston, Dylan Stewart, and K.J. Bolden? I heard we might be behind Auburn for Bolden now. But K.J. Bolden, if he's not having the most high-profile recruitment down the stretch of anybody, I don't know who is. Nigel Glover, of course, Bill, the Northmont grad who was at Northwestern and has – Opted to transfer, visited Ohio State, Michigan, and Kentucky. Edric Houston, the defensive lineman from Georgia, committing later in August. Dylan Stewart, the defensive end from Washington, D.C. And, of course, K.J. from Georgia. Please take that from the top and give us some updates. Well, um, when K.J. Bolden, Edric Houston, and Dylan Stewart left Ohio State from their official visits, I – loved where Ohio State was with them. I Solidly, Ohio State uh, is absolutely, in my opinion, led for all three of those guys when they left Ohio State. Um, 
I have since crystal balled two of them to Ohio State, Dylan Stewart, as well as Edric Houston. And I haven't changed those picks, but again, I don't change my picks very often anyway. Um, Ohio State, I, I believe, is going to be one of the two finalists. I felt for quite some time that Ohio State will be one of the two finalists for those guys. Um, I still like a Houston to Ohio State quite a bit. Uh, Dylan Stewart, I still like Ohio State there, uh, but it's really tight. South Carolina got him back on campus. And the thing with uh, recruiting now is that with all three of those guys, um, you know, you've got to withstand what's going to come up. They left Ohio State. Ohio State was their leader, in my opinion. But you knew the other schools were not going to give up. And they're you know, the NIL and all that, you just, you've got to withstand what happens in the end. And that's what Ohio State has to do with those guys. Um, I've got those three as part of my big five. Um, the other two being Brandon Baker and Jeremiah McClellan. I felt really good about where those two guys were with Ohio State when they left their official visit. Baker, definitely not enough the crystal ball to him to Ohio State because he's unpredictable and you just don't know. I think it'll come down to Ohio State or Oregon as things stand right now, although I wouldn't rule out Texas with him. McClellan, I did crystal ball him to Ohio State. Ohio State, uh, uh, again, though, uh, Oregon has tried to make a pitch, but he didn't get there this past weekend. Missouri, though, I think is kind of the school that everybody is sleeping on, that he could end up at Missouri. Uh, but those five, that's the big five. And I think Ohio State, let me put it this way, uh, Ohio State, I think, uh, will not miss out on all five, but probably won't get all five. I think they're going to get at least one, two, or three of those guys um in the end now with Nigel Glover he I think will make his decision and announce it maybe today uh tomorrow or at the latest on Thursday uh he's down to three schools Ohio State Kentucky and Michigan he made official visits to all three and some people might say well there's no way uh he ends up at Kentucky, Ohio State or Michigan. I don't believe that. He could end up at Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky wants him really bad. He is a priority for them. They have the open scholarships available for Nigel Glover. So it's not out of the question that he could end up at Kentucky. But Ohio State and Michigan, Michigan I know felt good about where things were uh, on his official visit. Uh, if things can get worked out scholarship-wise, numbers-wise, all that kind of stuff, um, you know, Ohio State would like to have him too. So he could legitimately end up at any of the three schools. It's going to happen soon, um, whichever way he goes. What do you think about uh, Dylan Stewart? I think it's going to come down to Ohio State or South Carolina. Uh, I still have my pick on Ohio State at this point, at least. All right. Do you believe the stuff that we're hearing about Auburn for bold and all that stuff? Or is that just kind of... Uh... Is it for Bolton just an NIL race down the stretch here? I mean, what's going on? I didn't expect Auburn to be in the mix. Yeah, he visited there this past uh, weekend. And, of course, you know, you've got the NIL and all that. Um, I have not crystal balled 
uh, Bolden to anyone. And again, I really felt like Ohio State was in a great position when he left Ohio State, but I also knew what was coming as far as more visits in the NIL and all that. And, um, you know, could he end up at Auburn? I guess it's possible, but I wouldn't, that would not be my pick for where he ends up now. Um, I think uh, it's more likely that he ends up at Ohio State or Georgia. Florida State is making a pitch for him. You can find those out there that think he's going to end up at Florida State. But the way I see it right now is that I'm still thinking Ohio State or Georgia for him. Let's give credit to the users. Michael Jenkins was a 6'4 receiver. Blue Smith was a 6'5 receiver. Ironically, Blue Smith's dad, one of my very, very good friends in life, was my, was my son's hoops trainer. Blue Smith went to UC. If you have a fantasy team in college fantasy football this year, look for Blue Smith at Western Kentucky to throw up some numbers. Western Kentucky throws that ball all over the yard. So Blue's going to get enough receptions this year to make up for the fact that he didn't get much burn at uh, Ohio State or Cincinnati. We'll get one more question in here, and then we will call it a day. Oh, here's what I was also found out. Look at this. Boogie Bucknut, Moss got a scholarship revoked to Notre Dame due to a fight in high school. Lou Holtz called Bowden at Florida State and asked him to take Moss. Moss was on probation at Florida State during his redshirt freshman year. That didn't work out. And then he went to Marshall, back to his home state of West Virginia. As I said, that was a tough one to cover, trust me, recruiting-wise. I'll tell you, uh, we'll, we'll, do, we'll finish with this. The two names, Trey McNutt. And Dorian Brew. Mark, I got those two questions. I think now that people feel like they've got West and uh, Scott out the way, they moved on to priority two here going forward. There's no one else to compare them to better than uh, Jalen Ramsey. So you're going to have to do these guys with some new names. Give us an idea of what we have coming in Brew and McNutt. And I mentioned, I think, last time that the idea of having back-to-back 6-2 corners and Dorian Brew after Scott would be just tremendous. Yeah, you know, it, and this makes me think of other things. Like you're seeing a transition of more athletic quarterbacks at the quarterback position coming out, more running quarterbacks in college football. The, you know, the drop back style of quarterback is dying. You're starting to see, you saw taller receivers be in vogue for a while in the past decade. Taller corners are something we might see a little more often, but geez, oh man, two in a row over 6'2. So, as much hype as there was around Aaron Scott, I can expect that to be a freight train just building for Dorian Brew because he's on that level. Uh, he could flip over and play receiver too, but it, it, the corners where he's at extra special. And McNutt is a special safety. He's got corner skills back there. He'll hit you. He runs really well. He's he's a great athlete on offense. He was actually a flag football quarterback here in town, uh, and he played for Canfield where Canfield won the state championship this year, and their quarterback uh, was the best quarterback in the state, Brock Lowry, who headed to Indiana. And we joke in Canfield, what if we had Trey McNutt still here? Would he have been the quarterback, or would it have been Brock Lowry? Or would we just have an embarrassment of Richards here in Canfield? So there are some ties to Trey McNutt here in town. Uh, his dad was a coach at Youngstown State for a while here. So we're familiar with him, so it would be fun to cover him for the next couple of years. I lied, Bill. Last question, your latest vibe on Brandon Baker, the star offensive lineman out of California. I'm starting to feel like people think this is going the Oregon Ducks' way. 
Well, I, I think like uh, those other guys, a couple of those, other, several of those other guys, I think Ohio State is in his top two. I think it's uh, likely going to be Ohio State or Oregon. But again, I've mentioned many times, Brandon Baker's a somewhat unpredictable guy. So we'll see what happens. And uh, before we go to here, I got I got to mention uh, if Bucknuts uh, got people are aware, football is back. I mean, uh it used to be September 1st that uh, juniors could be contacted. They moved that up to August 1st. So uh, all those juniors that we've talked about, the 2025 guys, they're all getting contact as of midnight. Uh, they could be contacted. And actually, I've kind of been looking over my shoulder a little bit, uh, different messages, texts, and all of kids, uh, guys contacting me, juniors telling me Ohio State has been in contact since midnight with me. Just saw something come in from Devin Sanchez, the five-star corner. Said a high state contacted him this morning, and so on. So I'll be doing something of that on Bucknuts today. But you've got high school football starting in Ohio too. Uh, you, the uh, they're back at practice now. Uh, you've got the Hall of Fame NFL game. The Browns are playing in on Thursday. Uh, you've got the KJ Bolden announcement uh, August fifth. You've got Ohio State starting up camp. Football is back, fans. It's going to be fun. Thankfully, because I'm not going to lie, I go into like a little mini depression every year for this like three week stretch where there's not enough sports on and I don't have a life to fill in the gaps. So it's coming back and we are appreciative. These guys are the best. We went a little long today, but we appreciate everyone. Have a good one, Bucknutters. shining light Sarajevo and they needed to kill that light from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2 U2 they represent a personification of our resistance the Hollywood reporter hails kiss the future moving and inspirational kiss the future viva Sarajevo kiss the future new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus go to Paramount Plus to try it free terms apply